I will share a short message with us this week with the title, Coming King. Coming King. As we read the scriptures here in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 33, one of the things that I often try to do when I read the scriptures is I often try to take myself out of it. I try to take my personal opinions out of it, and I try my very best, my very best to see how I can relate to what these people were going through during during the writing of these scriptures, during the time in which these proclamations are being made by the prophets. Oftentimes it's very hard to do. It's very, very difficult to do because when I think about the most difficult time in my own life, it does not even compare to, to what they were going through during their time. It does not compare at all to what they were going through at their, during their time. And Jeremiah, he was, he was very young when he was called by God to become a prophet. He was no more than 20 years of age, and he prophesied for about 40 years. For about 40 years. He, had to, he was prophesying during the time in which the Babylonians were coming, and they were overtaking Judah. And they were breaking down Judah, and they, they were warring against Judah. And they were destroying Judah. And here, here in Jeremiah chapter 33, Jeremiah has just been imprisoned by the king of Judah. Because they found, even his own people found his message to be so offensive to them that they jailed him. They jailed him, they imprisoned him. And as he was prophesying, as he was making these proclamations outside of the prison in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, Jerusalem was being destroyed by the, by the Babylonians. They were being taken captives. All the kings, all the, all the leaders of of um, Israel, of Judah, was being taken captive, and they were being taken into Babylon. And Jerusalem has not, Jerusalem here in chapter 33 has not yet fallen, but yet it was in the process, it was in the process of falling to the Babylonians. And it is in this time, in this time of great distress, in this time of darkness, in which Jeremiah was in prison and hearing about what was happening to his city, to his city, the city of God, to the temple, the place in which they were worshiping God, to his people, the people that were supposed to be chosen by God. And he was, see, he was hearing about them, and he was knowing that they were falling apart, and they were being taken captives, and they were becoming slaves to the Babylonians. And it is in this context, it is in this context that the prophet Jeremiah made this proclamation. He made this proclamation. And if we were to look first into, the, into verse 2, we see, we see this is what it says. It says, this is what the Lord says, he who made the earth. You see, in the, in God here, God is making it very clear for them. God is making it very clear to them here to exactly who God is. Because the Israelites, the people of Judah at that time, because they were divided into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Judah, they have forgotten who God was. They have forgotten who God was, and in their culture, they were shifting from a culture of Judaism, of the monotheistic view of God, understanding that there is only one God to worship. And they were shifting from that to worshiping pagan gods. And what that means is that they started worshiping many Many, many different gods. 
And so, were they, so they were not only in a time in which there was a lot of political turmoil, the culture itself, the religion itself in that time was changing. And they were shifting. They were shifting from that. They were shifting from that Judas, the, the idea of one God to having so many different gods. They were starting to adapt all the pagan rituals into their culture. And Jeremiah, like any, any man of God or any woman of God who's ever been worth anything, he understood that the issue at that time was not a political issue. He understood that the issue at that time was not a cultural issue. But he understood that the reason why they were falling was because it was a spiritual issue. And when he brought this up to the people of his time, even his own people, they were not happy with it. They were not happy with it. And that's why he had to make this proclamation from jail, from prison. And it is a proclamation of hope. A proclamation of hope to a nation, to a culture, to a group of people that was being destroyed at that time. And this is what he says. The days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah... In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord our righteousness. 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, this is what Jeremiah spoke about. He spoke about the coming of Jesus Christ. And he gave that hope to these people who had no hope. They were, they were not even sure what's going to happen to them within the next month, the next year, the next decade. And as we know, as history shows, they were imprisoned. They were taken to Babylon for 70 years of slavery in Babylon. And yet it is in this darkest time that God proclaims once again to his people that even in your darkest time, I am your Lord. I am your Lord, I am your God. I am the God that has always been with you. And even though you have forsaken me, even though you have left me to worship other gods, that I am still here with you. And I will restore you. I will restore you. And I will raise up a king for you. I will raise up a Messiah for you. And in that midst, in that midst of the Babylonian crisis that they were going through, they found hope. In Jesus Christ. And many of us, many of us, we probably, some of us, we probably don't think about the time in which Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, about 600 years later after Jeremiah. Because Jesus Christ was born into a time in which there was a lot of political turmoil for the people of Israel also. Jesus Christ was born about 70 years after the Maccabean period, in which Israel was overtaken by the Roman empire. And there was a lot of uncertainties for their people. And it is in that time that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem to provide that hope for his people. And for us today, we, as we begin the season of Advent, we think back to the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem that, gave, that gives us hope and gave the people of that time hope. But we also think we also think about the future. We also await the future, knowing 
and having faith that as we go through the darkest times in our life, as we go through the darkest times in our culture, in our society, that Jesus Christ will return. And we'll wait for that. We yearn for that. We yearn for that every day as Christians, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so that's what, that's what this season is all about. It's about waiting for that hope. It's about reflecting on that birth and also waiting for that hope in which Jesus Christ will return and will reign again as the coming king. And all the things that we are going through, all the, all the disasters that we are going through, all the problems, all the darkness, all the uncertainties that we have in our life, that Christ will make all things new again. And we have that hope. And we continue to have that hope in Jesus Christ. And that's what today is all about. That's what today's theme is all about. It's just having that hope that is in Christ, knowing, knowing that he will overcome all things for us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Father. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, the hope to this world, a light into the darkness. When we cannot see, he opens our eyes, Father, and he brings us into his presence with his everlasting love. And so, Father, during the season of Advent, as we begin this season, we ask that you empower us with your Holy Spirit. May your Holy Spirit live in each and every single one of us. Humble our hearts, Father, to really just reflect upon what this means to us as Christians. And so we yearn for that day in which your Son, Jesus Christ, returned to this earth again. And we give blessings to all of your children. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.